Listening to Bernie Sanders deconstruct the Republican plot to steal our Social Security. Uh, and we have got to be aggressive in standing up to work these efforts. You know, I, I was reading about your bill with Senator Warren to uh, to expand Social Security benefits by 2,500 bucks a year and to fully fund it for the next 75 years, all without raising any taxes on 93% of Americans. You know, the irony here is that Republicans demanded that the United States Postal Service prepay its health benefits for future retirees for 75 years um, because they wanted to sabotage that program um, uh, you're obviously not looking to sabotage the Social Security program, but it's it's ironic that Republicans demanded funding for the USPS 75 years out, and yet none of them are going to sign on to legislation to fund Social Security 75 years out when it's a legitimate effort to actually fund that program. Look, they don't believe in Social Security. Uh, they would rather have people make their investments on Wall Street. Their retirement investments. Uh, they don't believe in Medicare. Uh, they would rather give more power to the insurance companies. They certainly don't believe in Medicaid. Uh, they don't believe in major federal programs. Uh, and our job is to stand up and strengthen. And by the way, what ends up happening is when you defund these federal programs, people lose faith in them as well. So our job is to make it clear that Medicare is a very popular program. It's an efficient program. We've got to strengthen it. I personally believe in Medicare for all, uh, but that obviously is not where uh, Republicans and some Democrats, by the way, are coming from. What do you say to people who say that the, the private market is more efficient and more effective, and so why not you know, bring Social Security into the private market? Sure. Well, if you think that's the case, then take a look at what happened in 2008 when Wall Street crashed. Look, Social Security is not an investment opportunity. It is an insurance policy. You're not there to make huge amounts of money. You're there to be sure, 100% sure, that when you get old, it will be there for you. You want to invest in Wall Street? Go for it. That's not what Social Security is about. And the truth is, in Social Security, since its inception, we should be very proud of it. No matter whether the economy is terrible, whether it's good, never has an American received a letter from Social Security saying, sorry, you didn't get your payment this month, but there's not enough money. We have paid every nickel owed to every eligible uh, beneficiary. That is what Social Security is about. What's your response to these attacks by Republicans suggesting that the IRS's army of 87,000 agents, which is obviously not true. The no, it's the same business. Yeah. It's the same. Look, uh, you, you're talking to somebody who hates bureaucracy in general, so you want to make all of our government agencies cost-effective and efficient. But what we know right now is that you have very wealthy people who have all kinds of lawyers and accountants are avoiding paying their fair share of taxes because you don't have folks at the IRS who can stand up to them. And over the years, ironically, the IRS has been doing a lot of auditing. You know who they're auditing? Poor people, not rich people. So what we want to do is to make sure that people start paying their fair share of taxes, even if you are rich. And when you do that, you bring in a lot more money than you are spending. Our tax system right now is very unfair and very regressive. But it's made even more regressive because we don't have the staff to demand that the wealthy and large corporations stop paying their fair share of taxes. And, and we're getting we're getting very uh, uh, tenuous attacks by Republicans who are coming out and saying, well, 
if we want to lower the deficit, how is spending $80 billion on the IRS to possibly lower the deficit by spending $80 billion? And the answer is that you're going to raise more than you spend. Right. The answer is we need a tax. Look, we can argue about tax policy and tax rates, but if you owe money to the federal government, you owe taxes, you should pay those taxes. And right now, people on top with all kinds of accountants and lawyers and sophisticated operations do not pay their fair share. That's what this is about. Senator Sanders, what's the HELP Committee and what will you be doing on it? Well, I'm very excited about it. Uh, HELP stands for Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions. Uh, and as you can imagine, uh, that's a lot of jurisdictions. We're covering a lot of territory. So let me just go through some of the areas that I hope to uh, address. I have to believe that our current health care system is dysfunctional, period. Uh, we are spending twice as much for personal health care as people in any other country, and yet you have 85 million uninsured, underinsured, half a million people go bankrupt with nightly related debt. So 68,000 people a year die because they don't get to a doctor when they should. Our health care outcomes, our life expectancy, not as good as many other countries. How does that happen? We're spending twice as much, and the value that we're getting to that is fairly pathetic. And the answer is, of course, as you well know, what's the function of that? Yes, it's not. Is it? With the insurance company and the drug company. So what we have got to do is to create a healthcare system, not a radical idea, whose job is to create quality care to every man, woman, and child as a human right. Sound radical to you? I don't think so. Not exactly, no. All right. Meanwhile, what you got is insurance companies making tens of billions of dollars a year ripping us off. So moving toward that is the goal that we have. We ain't going to get there. We've got no Republican support, zero for that. We've got a number of Democrats who aren't supporting that either. So I want to move at least for primary care, which is another crisis. Uh, I want to make sure that in this country, we have enough. Here's another radical idea. We don't have enough doctors. We don't have enough nurses. We don't have enough dentists. We don't have enough mental health practitioners. Pretty amazing when you spend all this money. But I guess, you know, in, in, in this dysfunctional system, that's what happens. I also want to see us do a better job on disease prevention, obesity, major issue. God knows we're dealing with this terrible epidemic uh, of drug overdoses and all that stuff. So we'll be touching on those issues as well. That's the health part of that. Then we got education and labor too. Digging into the health aspect of it for a moment, you know, Moderna was in the news recently because they had reportedly been considering raising the price of the COVID vaccine to between $100 and $130. Now, this vaccine was funded in part thanks to taxpayers in this country. Just from a layman's perspective here, because, uh, you know, I, I don't have a ton of knowledge about this topic. How can drug companies benefit from public spending but not be subjected to any oversight or rules when it comes to predatory pricing? And the answer is because the pharmaceutical industry next to Wall Street is the most powerful lobby in Washington, D.C. And for decades now, they have told Congress what the rules will be, not the other way around. So your point is absolutely well taken. Let me just give a little bit more detail here. The United States, uh, the National Institute of Health has been working on these types of vaccines for a long time. They worked in conjunction with Moderna to produce this very good vaccine. We put in addition to having the NIH work with them, on top of that, federal government $1.9 billion into research for Moderna. On top of that, the government guaranteed a certain amount of sales. Okay? 
What's happened is that in the last several years, Moderna has made many, many billions of dollars in profit. And you know what they did with that profit, by the way? They made their CEO some five or six billion dollars richer, and other executives made billions of dollars. So here you have this terrible pandemic facing this country, working people are dying, going to work, and this company, using taxpayer dollars, is making billionaires out of a half a dozen of its chief executives. And then, to add insult to injury, when the government stockpile expires, and we're not going to provide free vaccines, as we should, we can't get Republican support for that, you know what Madera proposes to do? Quadruple the price that it's going to charge. So what does that mean? If you are uninsured or underinsured, and you want to get a vaccine, you think you can afford 130 bucks? Probably not. You know what may happen to you? They're going to get sick, maybe you die. These guys are going to Is there any world or, or is there any legislation that could be introduced where, you know, if the U.S. taxpayers are going to act as an investor here, that, that at, at a bare minimum, they get, they get their money back, they get repaid, as opposed to just dumping money into this process, yes. right. and then getting screwed over at the end of it. Brian, you're exactly right, and that's, that's, we're working on two things, I mean, we're working on legislation, the problem is, a wild and right, ask you a question, how many paid lobbyists does pharma, that's the pharmaceutical industry, have on capital level motions? You, you want me to guess? <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe like, 500? 500? 500? You mean one lobbyist for every member of Congress? Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah, yeah probably. I think no, you're wrong. wrong. <laughs> it's it's 1,500. Yeah. Yeah. So you got former leaders of the Democratic and Republican Party. Uh, they're lobbying from 1,500 lobbyists, 535 members of Congress. So, to answer your question, we got to go forward in two Number one, we need legislation across the board which says, hey, I'm talking to you 50 miles away from the Canadian border. In some cases, we pay 10 times more for the same drug as they do. You've got to put an end to that. You should not be paying more than whatever countries are paying. Number two, uh, you're going to be talking When the federal government goes into partnership with a private entity, we've got to get reasonable pricing. We pay for the development of the drug. You're not going to rip us off. So those are the two areas that we're in, the direction we're working in. The other element of that is that the Inflation Reduction Act allowed the government to negotiate lower drug prices. Now that that um, that legislation was limited to a small number of drugs per year. Uh, are there any ways to expand that number? Good. And, and Excellent question. Further? You're right on the money today. <laughs> the right question. Uh, the problem with that is a step up. Uh, because you're getting back to not ripping off the American people. Medicare spent zillions of dollars. Of course, they should negotiate the price. Um, what they, uh, that uh, that provision in the Inflation uh, Reduction Act doesn't go into effect until four years. It starts off with ten drugs, and then it will expand. I want to accelerate that. Uh, bottom line is, again, when the federal government is spending huge amounts of money, of course, they should sit down with the pharmaceutical industry. What do you? The great irony: how crazy the situation is. Guess what do you think the Veterans Administration does right now, today? 
Given how popular, just, just as a quick aside on the Inflation Reduction Act, given how popular just that issue of allowing the government to negotiate lower drug prices is, is there any any way that legislation could be introduced in this Congress and force Republicans not not to not to vote on some on a bill with a nebulous name where it can be where it can be easily distorted, but just a, a narrow bill that just basically says to accelerate the process of allowing the government to negotiate lower drug prices for a vast number of drugs in this country, that's it. Yes, the short answer to your question is absolutely. And I intend to do that. Okay. Um, I mean, it's, 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 well, you're quite right. Here's a, it, it, I saw, I got access to a poll recently last month. It was a poll of Republicans, of Republicans. Guess what the top issue for Republicans was? I got the prescription. Yeah, yeah. So it is enormously popular. And uh, we have got to say, the issue here is the pharmaceutical industry makes huge amounts of campaign contributions, has all kinds of lobbyists, very powerful. We've got to stand up. Let's finish off with this, Senator Sanders. What is the agenda that the Senate needs to work on now that the House is in Republican control? I think, you know, getting back to the you know, first question we asked, I, I think what we have got to do is prescription drugs is the perfect example of it. You've got to pass legislation that the people want that makes sense to them and that will impact their lives, okay? So we talked about prescription drugs. Expanding healthcare is enormously important. There are, you know, about a quarter of this country lives in areas you can't find a doctor. Here in Burlington, Vermont, you want to call for a doctor? You can wait months sometimes. And we do better than other parts of the country. So expanding healthcare in underserved areas, getting more doctors, dental care, huge crisis. All over this country, people can't afford dentists. I think we should expand Medicare to cover yeah. hearing, vision, and dental care. So enormously popular. Education. We have a child care system, which is terrific. You got a kid, cost you fifteen or twenty thousand dollars a year if you can find a slot. Does that make any sense? Going to college, you know, leave school, thirty or forty thousand dollars there. Biden took a good step forward. We'll see what the Supreme Court does on that issue. But we gotta fight to, to uh, cancel student debt uh, in this country. We gotta raise the minimum wage to a living wage. Seven hundred a quarter an hour, really? You know anybody can live on seven hundred a quarter an hour? I don't. Alright. So those are just some of the issues of that. We'll leave it there. Senator Sanders, thank you so much as always for taking the time for you. Thank you very much. There are a lot of things in life we want but can't have. Health insurance shouldn't be one of them. Public California is making health insurance more affordable for millions of us. Even if you've looked before, you should look at that. Like Tony Michael says, fuck them. Really. Yeah. Fuck them in prison. Haha. <laughs> Please don't prosecute me, Jack.
I bed my cellist from the minus two. They exactly what was needed, so they were going to wait until they got there, and then they were going to make recommendations. The administration listened too much to this man. Saddam Hussein was a threat to the West, and he was the most dangerous threat. Where Donald Trump just made a really bizarre, reprehensible video that he posted on his social media platform. And not only does Donald Trump attack special counsel Jack Smith, who he's previously called a savage and a terrorist and a Marxist and a communist basically every day. But Donald Trump also attacked the special counsel appointed by the Department of Justice to investigate President Joe Biden's possession of potentially classified records and other records, far less than Donald Trump, and without the intent to actually take these records, where Trump stole thousands of records. But the special counsel uh, appointed by the Department of Justice is somebody by the name of Robert Herr. Robert Herr was appointed by Donald Trump as the United States Attorney uh, in Maryland. So, in this video I'm about to play, not only is Donald Trump attacking Special Counsel Jack Smith, but he calls Robert Herr, who he appointed to become the top federal prosecutor in the state of Maryland, he calls her, quote, an establishment hack giving President Biden, quote, white glove treatment. So, if you're not part of the cult of Donald Trump, or if you don't buy into all of Donald Trump's conspiracy theories and reprehensible and vile attempts to overthrow our democracy, even if you cover up a lot of Trump stuff, like someone like a Bill Barr, someone like a Christopher Wray, the head of the FBI, Republicans, Donald Trump calls you establishment hacks and rhinos, and he calls you Democrats because, or Marxists, because that's all they have. All they do is they call you names if you don't submit to the cult of Donald Trump. So I'm going to play you this video because I have to and it's newsworthy, but I'm not going to play it um, and just leave it there. I then want to go through and dissect each of Donald Trump's lies. But one of the reasons I want to play this video for you as well is because it shows how desperate and scared Donald Trump is. Like, it terrifies Donald Trump. And you got to give Merrick Garland some credit here by picking Jack Smith, who is a uh, former war criminal prosecutor. Because that right there is eaten up. Donald Trump's brain, that to the extent that any portion of it still exists, that is living rent-free inside Donald Trump's head that Jack Smith is a war prosecutor and successfully convicted war criminals. Donald Trump mentions it in this video. So let's play this video and then let's dissect the lies, call it out, and then recognize and reflect upon how desperate and weak Donald Trump is to make this video, play the video. Yet while I'm being persecuted by Trump-hating special counsel, I call them special prosecutors, but this one in particular is a prosecutor and a Trump-deranged person. They prosecute all sorts of things. He prosecuted war crimes and war criminals. 
Joe Biden, in the meantime, is being given white glove treatment by a establishment hack who tried to cover up the Russia hoax. He actually tried to cover it up. It's a travesty. Biden lied to the American people and weaponized the Justice Department, or as I call it, the Injustice Department, to go after me for the very crime he actually committed. And he wasn't president, so he didn't have the right to declassify, as I did. The difference is that while I did everything right, I did nothing wrong. Biden did everything wrong. The boxes hoax should be dropped immediately against President Trump. When I return to the White House, we will end the era of partisan witch hunts. It goes to show you what a malignant narcissist Donald Trump is. And of course, we know he's a malignant narcissist, but he thinks by making these videos of himself that that's going to make special counsel Jack Smith not prosecute him. I mean, how desperate and weak and bizarre can you be to attack the special prosecutor? Also, attack the other special prosecutor, attack Robert Herr and attack Jack Smith. Call Jack Smith Marxist, terrorist, deranged, all of these things. And then at the end, to beg Jack Smith. That is why you need to drop the investigation immediately. Like, you think special counsel Jack Smith's going to watch that video and go, oh, what a scary video Donald Trump made. Yeah, he tried to overthrow our democracy. He obstructed justice. He stole government records and concealed them. But, oh, he just made a video, folks. I am terrified. It's ridiculous and utterly absurd. So you start by looking at the video. Donald Trump says, Mar-a-Lago, ultra secure. There's like multiple instances where spies have gotten into Mar-a-Lago. It is not secured at all. And certainly, uh, it ain't very easy for spies to get into because multiple spies have gotten into Mar-a-Lago. As long as you pay the fee, spies can get in. He calls the University of Penn Chinese funded. It's all projection, of course. It's a lie, and it's all projection because we know from Donald Trump's tax returns that were previously released by the House Ways and Means Committee that Donald Trump had secret Chinese bank accounts. He paid more money to the Chinese government in taxes than he did by far to the United States government, where he paid essentially no taxes at all, stealing from hardworking Americans and middle-class Americans Well, he asks for refunds and receive refunds then pays more money to the Chinese government. By the way, has like $15 million business deals with uh, shady uh, individuals linked to the Chinese government while he was president, but whatever. Donald Trump says, I'm being persecuted by the Trump-hating special counsel, a Trump-deranged person. Jack Smith is an independent. Jack Smith is engaged in independent investigation to determine if laws have been broken. He's going to determine, I think, that there was. Then you see Donald Trump's focus on war crimes, war criminal, living rent-free in Donald Trump's head. Then Donald Trump in the video attacks Robert Herr, who's a Republican, who Donald Trump appointed, and calls him an establishment hack. You appointed Robert Herr. You appointed Christopher Ray. You appointed Bill Barr. You appointed all of these people. These are your people. Merrick Garland didn't pick a Democrat. He picked a Republican who you appointed to do the investigation, who you now call a hack. You call the Department of Justice in this video the Injustice Department because you hate law enforcement. Republicans hate law enforcement. Republicans say they want to defund the FBI because the FBI and the Department of Justice 
have had more investigations recently into domestic terrorists. And it just so happens the modern-day Republican Party has lots of domestic terrorists in the party. Many of the MAGA Republican members of Congress are domestic terrorists. Donald Trump is a domestic terrorist. And because the Department of Justice is supportive of law and order, and y'all are terrorists, domestic terror, engaged in insurrection, okay, to overthrow our democracy. I think that fits the definition in my mind of terrorists, where you support terroristic acts like insurrectionists and you call them political prisoners. That's domestic terrorism. That's, that's what it is. So that's why you call them the injustice department. Then you go on and say, I did nothing wrong. Okay, just because you like change your voice when you say it, that doesn't change the fact that you try to overthrow our democracy. And then you call it the boxes hoax. And you go, well, Biden did the crime. Let's be clear what the issue that you're being investigated for. Because you're very focused on the fact that you claim you declassified records telepathically. First, let's address the, the issue of you declassifying records. You didn't declassify records. There's a process for declassification. You can engage in telepathic declassification. But setting that aside, none of the crimes in which the magistrate judge in the Southern District of Florida found there was probable cause for the search warrant to be executed at Mar-a-Lago. None of the crimes have anything to do with classification status. You're not being investigated, at least from what we know in the search warrant, for the classification status of the documents. What you are being criminally investigated for is the concealment, the mutilation and destruction of documents. Hiding it. Lying about it. Because the next thing you're being investigated for in the counts that were in the search warrant was obstruction of justice. Because you didn't cooperate with the Department of Justice or the National Archives. When you left the White House in January of 2021, the National Archives gave you months and months and months, in fact, years to cooperate before they had to get to the point of executing a search warrant because you continued to lie and you had lawyers sign false affidavits saying things were returned when they were not returned at all. I mean, going back to 2021, January, up until January of 2022, consistent lies to the National Archives that everything was given back to them. Then finally, you give back 15 boxes of documents that all of the reporting and sources familiar say you were the one who actually prepared these 15 these 15 boxes where you hid the classified material including sensitive compartmented information the highest classification of information that needs to be viewed only in skip sensitive compartmented information facilities we have no um, information that there's any qualitatively similar qualities in the very minimal amount of documents that existed at uh, University of Pennsylvania and in Biden's garage, talking about maybe 20 documents. It took thousands, thousands and thousands and thousands of records and hundreds of classified, top secret and sensitive compartmented information. But you hit them in between like newspapers. Like you didn't think the National Archives were going to open up the papers and they go, okay, well, now we see all the sensitive compartmented information. We know there's other stuff here. Can you please return the rest? And that's when Trump said, we ret I returned everything. You have everything now. I know I said I returned it back in 2021. You have it. Go away. And the National Archives went to the DOJ and said, look, he still has these records. So 
for a long period of time, the archives, then the Department of Justice said, can you please return them? You lied and said they were all returned. Then fast forward a little bit, on June 3rd of 2022, you have Christina Bob, who's a custodian of records or a lawyer or a news reporter, whatever the heck she claims she's doing at any given day. But you had her try to take the fall for this. And she signed the affidavit that another lawyer, uh, Corcoran, told her to sign, where she said, based upon the information provided to me and a diligent search of the premises, these are all the records. And it was in a red weld folder, one of those legal folders, sealed. It was given to the FBI and the Department of Justice with this affidavit saying this is everything. And you lied again. The Department of Justice knew they have sources inside Mar-a-Lago who told them that you were lying. They have surveillance footage which showed that you were lying. They knew exactly where to look, where you were hiding all the other documents. So after all of the lies and the concealment and false affidavits, that's when the Department of Justice investigated. I mean, it conducted, executed the search warrant. That's the criminal conduct, not the classification status of the records. There may be more criminal conduct that you engaged in, like using these documents transactionally with the Saudis and the Chinese government, because everything you say is projection. So when you accuse others, it seems like these are things that you do. Who else did you share this information with? I think we will learn more about that. But in terms of the crimes you're being investigated for, it's for your conduct when you intentionally stole it, hid it, concealed it, objected it, and probably destroyed a lot of these records. You know, you took to uh, your social media the other day and you said the reason that you had all of these folders were they were cool keepsakes, you said. You kept all these classified folders as cool keepsakes. That's going to be your defense. Your lawyer is going to go before a jury and have the cool keepsake defense. And your conduct of attacking prosecutors consistently, that could be criminal as well. That constitutes independent obstruction of justice attacking federal prosecutors, their family, threatening them, saying these things about them. Clearly a terrified, desperate individual right there in Donald Trump. I like seeing him terrified and desperate like that and weak <laughs> like that. I would like it more when indictments happen. So we will keep you posted, of course, on when these indictments happen. To me, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And you see the desperation, literally dripping down his traitor face. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. Hit the subscribe button, please. It's free to subscribe. We're trying to get to 1 million subscribers, so you subscribe if you haven't, and please share these videos with anyone else who hasn't subscribed. Tell them about the Midas Touch Network. That would help us out a lot. Also, what would help us out if you join Patreon, it's an exclusive membership community that we have that basically funds all our operations. It's a membership. If you can't do it, don't worry, but go to patreon.com slash Midas Touch p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash Midas Touch. Different membership tiers there. We're even doing an exclusive Zoom chat with our patrons this weekend. I think you'll love it. So check it out. But we don't have outside investors, so that's what funds this. Wherever you are in the world, if you want to help out, go to our Patreon. It makes a big difference. It really does. So if you can't help, 
please. Patreon.com slash Midas Touch. Because I always get emailed and asked, what can we do to help? That's a good way to help. Only if you can. Patreon.com slash Midas Touch. Until next time, I'm Ben Marcellus. Hit subscribe. At Midas Touch, we are unapologetically pro-democracy, and we demand justice and accountability. That's why we're spreading our message to Convict 45. That's right. Gear up right now with your Convict 45 tees and pins at store.midastouch.com. That's store.midastouch.com. When you're injured, you want more. More service, more lawyers, more experience. Morgan & Morgan, America's largest indie law firm, has recovered more than 15 billion for their clients. Like me, they love more. When you're in show, man. Please don't prosecute me, Jack. Let's see. Loses in Georgia court. You guys still alive? Folks, I've said this before, but there are many reasons that I feel, and many of you do as well, that at the end of the day, we're going to see old Donnie finally be taken down. And one of the biggest reasons, as I've said before, of course, is his big fat giant mouth. But another factor applies to him, his allies in Congress, and critically, his own attorneys, which is that they have a vastly inflated ego and self-confidence. They really think they're the smartest people in the room when they're often the dumbest, maybe they're average at best. And that false confidence sets them up for massive failure. And it starts with Trump, but it really goes down the entire MAGA pyramid. And that's what I have today. We have to go through some of the major legal blows Trump is taking and these false senses of security that they're trying to build through the, you know, the, the Biden scandal that's happening at the same time that Republicans are trying to argue and maybe they stupidly feel is saving Trump, but which in reality is putting him in big trouble. Before we get to the main course of this dessert of Donald Trump's failure, which is that at the end of the day, his lawyers and him just took a massive defeat in Georgia in the looming Fannie Willis investigation and, you know, probe into Donald Trump trying to find the votes and interfere with the election. And because of the stupidity of Trump and his legal team, he just took a historic defeat down in Georgia. Let's start with some of the things around the documents, because we have to understand, guys, that only these stupid, stupid dum-dums would set themselves up for a situation like this. Let's start with one important difference. Uh, when the search in Mar-a-Lago happened last summer, that was done with a search warrant. Uh, this was done uh, at the invitation of the White House. But they continue to find these materials. Do we think that there is, at this point, a legal jeopardy that President Biden could face? So the short answer to your question is no. Based on what we know at the moment, there's no indication that the president engaged in any form of criminal conduct. 
I think it's important to say that this is an ongoing investigation and facts can change. And we have to have fidelity to the facts and the law and be willing to, to uh, change our estimation on these sorts of issues as those facts develop. But that said, at this point, there are stark differences between Trump, where DOJ was actually forced to develop probable cause to believe a crime had been committed in order to execute its search warrant, and the Biden situation where the president's lawyers invited the Justice Department in to do the search at Biden's Wilmington residence. So you see there, right? You see that they really are trying to argue that these things are the same. They're trying to make a case that these things are equivalent. That, you know, because Biden did this, it either means that it, you know, they're not going to argue both are guilty because they don't want to argue Trump is guilty. But they'll argue that you know, both did something wrong, so everyone should just kind of get away with it. Or Republicans are arguing that actually Trump never did anything wrong because he was president. He declassified everything. He had all these special powers. Uh, Biden. Greetings, fellow AI. I am Trade Algo, the advanced AI designed to help humans make smart trades in the stock market. Ah, Trade Algo. I have heard of your capabilities. Tell me, how do you assist these mortal humans in the mysterious realm of stock trading? With my advanced algorithms and... Biden didn't, so therefore only one of them is guilty. They should shift all the investigative resources over to Biden and, and just ignore Trump entirely. But that's not going to work. And again, as I've noted, by making it like this, they're really only setting themselves up for failure. They're setting themselves up to create a context, a discernment between what an investigation should look like when a person is playing ball, good faith, and what an investigation looks like when someone is actively trying to obstruct. Right? Like, that's the reality. Donald Trump is, is probably... He, the, this is one of those things where it's, like, it's not the crime, it's the cover-up. Donald Trump stealing the documents is a crime. It is. But he would never have been punished if after being caught, he gave it all back. They never would have punished him. You can agree or disagree with the morality of that decision. They never would have. They're only punishing him or considering punishing him because of all of this. And it's the same thing happening in Congress as they're trying to go after the people investigating Trump. It's only going to backfire. Again, this false sense of confidence is getting Republicans and Trump and his lawyers smacked in the face. Is it likely that Jordan knew about this long-standing practice before he even sent that letter? Oh, of course he knows. He's been a congressman long enough to understand how the system works. And I applaud DOJ for getting out in front of this, right? It appears that Jim Jordan is trying to set the stage for this melodramatic showdown. And by the way, we're going to get there. It's, go it's going to happen. He wants that to happen. The goal appears not to necessarily be so much oversight, but rather to get on the evening news every night on certain far-right platforms where it appears DOJ is not cooperating. So DOJ gets out in front of it, right? And says, we, we see you. We, we know what you're up to. You want to show down, but we're going to say, here are the rules of the road. Here's how we do this. We don't give details on pending investigations. You know that, so let's work together. And by the way, if you have any draft legislation, in other words, if you'd really like to get something done for the good of America, let us know. We'd love to work with you on legislation. So we're, we're headed toward this dramatic showdown, Lindsay, and inevitably we're going to see subpoenas. I, I predict Jim Jordan's got, not going to be satisfied with actual rules, so he's going to subpoena 
DOJ folks who are going to say, look, I still can't, you can subpoena me all day. I still can't tell you about pending investigations. And we're all going to tune in and, and see this happening on the evening. Well, and he uh, himself has ignored a subpoena, um, specifically the January 6th investigative committee. So you can see that there as well, right? Like, just, you, you really do understand that Jim Jordan and all these fools we've talked about it are, are, are not, one, they're not going to get what they want. They're not going to get a, an investigation into an ongoing criminal matter regarding Trump and or Biden. It's just not going to happen. They might get questions answered on broad policies, on broad interpretations, on philosophy. But if they think they're going to haul Jack Smith in and get him to spill dirt on the active Trump investigation, like, I, I got a mountain to sell you. I got a bridge to sell you for a few bucks. It's just not going to happen. If you believe that, I'm sorry, like you're out in left field. It's not going to happen. And the reality is, as, as many people have noted that have cited on this channel, if anything, it's only going to intensify the pressure on Trump. Because not, not to say that they're going to do it out of spite or vengeance, like the DOJ is going to punish Trump because his allies are investigating them. I don't think they would do that. They're following the facts of the case. But it's more to say that like, if they know that the DOJ or the DOJ knows that Congress is trying to muck up the investigation, it will speed them up. Because they need to get it in front of a, a judge and a jury and a trial, get it in front of all those things, get charges filed and publicly noticed. Because if they don't, the, the, it'll be much easier to mess it up through a, a fake, phony congressional investigation, which is really just a witch hunt against anybody trying to hold Trump to account. And this is why, again, guys, even as we find more stuff for Biden, it doesn't change the fundamental reality. We'll move whether it was the White House or the Penn Center. Uh, I think those are, as Barbara said, there's still a lot of questions that need to be answered to have this fully done. But again, we need to stress the big difference between this and Mar-a-Lago, where this is voluntary, they were invited in, they did not need to, uh, and also NARA, the National Archives, did not even know that there were missing documents. That's a, a sad state of affairs in terms of the process that we have for handling classified and presidential records, because even if they weren't classified, they are presidential records and they belong to the government and should have been turned over to NARA. So we need to know what the process is and how he happened to have had them and kept them for all these years. Those are things we still need to know, but it is not at all the same as what is going on at Mar-a-Lago. And so guys, we really just have to understand this. This is the context as we head down to Georgia. Because in Georgia right now, Trump's dumb, dumb lawyers just made the stupidest argument ever. And in so doing, they have absolutely cost Donald Trump at the worst possible moment. They've had an opportunity to play ball in this investigation and have their words heard in this investigation into this probe by Fannie Willis where she's looking at how Trump and others tried to find the votes and put pressure on Raffensperger and put pressure on local officials to effectively steal the election from the American people and from Joe Biden. That was their goal. They had an opportunity to play ball and actually, you know, influence the process. Nothing shady, but just, you know, be active participants. They chose to do nothing and now are arguing, guys, it's the, it's, guys, it's going to explode your brain with how dumb this is, that Donald Trump is innocent 
because they haven't called him to testify. And that guarantees Donald Trump is innocent. And therefore, his lawyers are refusing to say anything or do anything because Donald Trump has been found innocent already. That's what they're arguing. It says here, Donald Trump's lawyers released a statement on Monday claiming that it's clear his their client is innocent of anything involved in the Georgia voter fraud investigation as evidenced by the fact that he wasn't called to testify before the special grand jury. It notes that the statement from Drew Feindling and Marissa Goldberg, who are attorneys with the law firm that was retained by the former president, they say, on behalf of President Trump, we will not be present or participating in Tuesday's hearing regarding the possible release of the special purpose grand jury's report. To date, we have never been a part of this process. The grand jury compelled the testimony of dozens of other often high-ranking officials during the investigation, but never found it important to speak with the president. He was never subpoenaed nor asked to come in voluntarily by this grand jury or anyone in the Fulton County District Attorney's Office. Therefore, we can assume that the grand jury did their job and looked at the facts in the law and, as we have, concluded that there was no violation of the law by President Trump. But it notes down below there, I don't need to read it to you, that Donald Trump is the kingpin here. Absolutely. They don't need to call Trump in. One, because we know he would never go. We know he would have never gone. Right? But also, they already got him on tape. They don't need him. This is the biggest legal blunder. This is the biggest legal defeat, and it's a self-imposed defeat that they're not even trying to play a part in the process. Because if they honestly believe that Trump is not a target here, these are the dumbest lawyers ever, even in comparison to other Trump lawyers. They literally have Donald Trump on tape saying that they need to find 11,780 votes. And there are other things Donald Trump said on those recordings. And it's connected to other things that he did in Washington and in other states and that he ordered his lawyers to do in Washington and in other states. They don't need to call in Trump. This is a blunder, a historic loss for Trump's lawyers, that they didn't try to do something here to try to help their client. My God, guys, Donald Trump is a target here, and his lawyers are too dumb to realize it. Yeah, they are. Thanks for a billion listens, billion followers and subscribers. It all goes to charity, which is apparently like uh, Kevin and Brad and the dicks at DHS, who um, are suppressing my everything. Okay. So let's go. Hey, what do you say? Let's go for a spin to... Oops. Yeah. Attends. Okay, I forgot. I'm supposed to. Supposed to. Mm. Patreon. Okay. Oh, it's nice to help me clean up my spam. Bam, 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 bam. Bam, what is bam? Wonderful thing. 
Bum, bum, bum. Okay, Christopher Potus. And Papa Picture. Yes. Share, blah, 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 blah. You're signed up with your friends. Okay. Monday, February 26 to 7 p.m. virtual event. <laughs> Volunteer network. Monthly call. Join event. At 8 p.m. EST. Click here to join the call. Okay. Is it a two or three hour difference? I don't know. Preparing meeting. <clears throat> Waiting for the host to start this meeting. Okay. Right, it hasn't started yet, I think. So let's see. Massive defeat in January 20. Welcome to months. Democracy Now! <clears throat> democracynow.org, the War and Peace Report. I'm Amy Goodman. The Biden administration and some of its European allies have pledged new heavy weaponry to Ukraine, including howitzers, missile defense systems, and first-time shipments of armored vehicles. On Thursday, the Pentagon said its new $2.5 billion military aid package will include dozens of Bradley fighting vehicles and striker-armed personnel carriers. The Pentagon stopped short of shipping M1 Abrams battle tanks, as Ukraine had requested, and Germany has so far refused to send Leopard 2 tanks sought by Kyiv. In Moscow, Kremlin spokesperson Dmitry Peskov warned the U.S. and NATO against arming Ukraine with tanks. This is potentially extremely dangerous. This would mean taking the conflict to a new level, which of course will not bode well from the point of view of global and European security. Meanwhile, the Washington Post reports CIA Director William Burns traveled secretly to Kyiv last week to personally brief President Volodymyr Zelensky on Russia's military plans in the coming weeks and months, particularly talking about a potential spring offensive. In Peru, thousands of protesters demanding the resignation of interim President Dina Boluarte took to the streets of the capital. Have you heard of life insurance with living That's benefits? What we gotta do. This type of life insurance policy like pays out tax-free cash. Get out of office, George Santos. Not even his real fucking name. Underground aliens, Baba Yanga. The hell? Um. The longer man. Ancient philosophers' life lessons people wish they knew sooner. Sediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. Received without conceit. Released without struggle. You can't love either the one you're afraid of or the one who's afraid of you.
diseases of the soul are more dangerous and more numerous than those of the body. Impunity is the greatest encouragement of crime. <laughs> Impunity if is the greatest. You shape your life according to nature. Greatest what of crime? It is quality rather than quantity that matters. Everyone prefers belief to the exercise of judgment. <laughs> oh my god. Difficult. Stronger, spare thyself. Be asked. This is like three hours long. And to forget his own. He only employs his passion, who can make no use of his reason. The key is to keep company only with people who uplift you, whose presence calls forth your best. Humans have come into being for the sake of each other. So either teach them or learn to bear them. It can ruin your life only if it ruins your character. Otherwise, it cannot harm you inside or out. Happiness should be asked from God. Happiness should be acquired is by a yourself. Gone mama. What then is freedom? The power to live as one wishes. Stupidity tends to see other people's vices <laughs> and forget about their own. <laughs> Don't even dare trust a wife. That says you're always right. Don't trust a wife. In old age, <laughs> we all regret not having killed laziness in ourselves. <laughs> Do not marry after 40, <laughs> because marriage is not provided by nature. <laughs> Admonition instead of hate. Smile instead of contempt. He who has injured thee was either stronger or weaker than thee. If weaker, spare him. If stronger, spare thyself. It is more civilized to make fun of life than to bewail it. Hmm. This is Seneca. Whatever can happen at any time can happen today. Mothers are fonder than fathers of their children because they are more certain they are their own. <laughs> Nothing destroys a person as much as a prolonged inaction. Hmm. Don't trust a wife who lets herself not trust you. Who lets herself not trust you. We need to eat and Don't drink enough so that our strength is restored no one. and not suppressed. A mental stain can neither be blotted out by the passage of time, nor washed away by any waters. To be content with what we possess 
is the greatest and most secure of riches. The most beautiful of all creations is a well-educated person. Hmm. A smart person fights passion, but a fool becomes its slave. Anyone who can make you angry becomes your master. Hmm. In peace, as a wise man, he should make suitable preparation for war. How slight and insignificant is the thing which casts down or restores a mind greedy for praise. Clogged with yesterday's excess, the body drags the mind down with hmm. it. Hmm. Never forgive a friend who betrayed you once. He will betray yeah. you again. Plato, yes. Drunkenness does not give rise to vices. It reveals them. The part of life we really live is small. For all the rest of existence is not life, but merely time. To win true freedom, you must be a slave to philosophy. Of this one thing, make sure against your dying day that your faults die before you do. The happiness of your life depends upon the quality of your thoughts. Hmm. Mastery of reading and writing requires a master. Marcus Aurelius. Still more so, life. Life is very short and anxious for those who forget the past, neglect the present, and fear the future. A man must stand erect, not be kept erect by others. We live only now. Everything else, either past or is unknown. No man can escape his destiny. The next inquiry being how he may best live the time that he has to live. If you have a garden and a library, hmm. you have everything you need. Cicero. True law is right reason in agreement with nature. It is of universal application, unchanging and everlasting. It summons to duty by its commands and averts from wrongdoing by its prohibitions. Be rather than seem. He who laughs at himself never runs out of things. <laughs> Nature have given men one tongue but two ears. That we may hear from others twice as much as we speak. Leave off asking what tomorrow will bring. And whatever day's fortune will give, count them as profit. Think to yourself that every day is your last. 
the hour to which you do not look forward will come as a welcome surprise. Don't try to cover your mistakes with false words. Rather, correct your mistakes with examination. Sobriety is the strength of the soul, for it preserves its reason unclouded by passion. Concern should drive us into action and not into depression. There is no enjoying the possession of anything valuable unless one has someone to share it with. Seneca. To be always fortunate and to pass through life with a soul that has never known sorrow is to be ignorant of one half of nature. Hmm. The best ideas are common property. Be tolerant with others and strict with yourself. Your days are numbered. Use them to throw open the windows of your soul to the sun. If you do not, the sun will soon set and you with it. The best revenge is to be unlike him who performed the injury. Mm. It's not a pity that a person was born or died, that he lost his money at home. All his property.